Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from your company name here. Your studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your host Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up? OG5. God, I can't sing. Sing like an amputee, though. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? Good. It's another episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. And boy, do we got a lot of things in our head tonight. But joining us as of recently, quite often, Mike, no use for a last name. Mike, how are you doing today, soy? All right, fella. How are we doing tonight, Ooh, guys? Ooh, fella. I'm good. How are you? It's just, I'm, I'm tired. I'm running in circles. Um, <laughs> we've already asked how y'all doing tonight, and I still, I still have my what's the skull, but Guadalcanal background. Since Mike usually chimes in from the from the cheap seats, might as well have him on, right? Sure, why not? And <laughs> he's, he's around. He, he, he's relatable. He can back up stories of whimsy and woe because he's there for it. <laughs> but uh, I didn't even change my background. It was funny. We were doing the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast <laughs> last night, and Henry's like, is that Luna Point on Guadalcanal? And I, I actually I actually turned around and looked at my wall as if I actually have that angle. Who eats glue now, motherfucker? <laughs> I'm like that I'm like the uh the old old weatherman who forgets after all oh oh it's <laughs> like now in my day we didn't have these fancy green screens. Yep, this fancy green sheet that I got off. Actually, Amazon. when I was little, and I you may be a little young to remember this. The weatherman thing at Kosai? Not the weatherman thing, it's Kosai. So we were in a you may remember a little. I was in a elementary school that still had sixth grade and we had a one of the students uh moms was a songwriter and they wrote this song. Uh, it was all about the Soviet Union and, and finding peace between us. And I think the line was a butcher baker, candlestick maker. Hmm. Well, we ended up going down. I'm trying, I may be getting two memories confused here. Uh, one may be that, or the, or the other one may be that we sang and was in Cincinnati on channel uh, 12 or whatever. But we saw the weatherman. And back in the day, the weatherman had to write backwards because he actually had a. Uh, loose sight in front of them and would write everything on there. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like the Navy captains of yore. Like if you're watching uh, a hunt for red buttons. <laughs> Isn't it weird how little, tiny, stupid things like a Saturday Night Live phrase like that sticks in your head? That was a, one of those weekend updates. It's just search for red buttons. It made no sense, but it's stuck in your head. Hey, I do got some breaking news. You may be aware of this. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way because it happened here in Las Vegas. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold, hold, hold on. Never mind. <laughs> you ever watched a show, Street Outlaws? Yes, sir. Well, unfortunately, Ryan Fellows has passed away filming out here. Wow, there you go. I guess there's a little little truth behind it. So, Street Outlaw mourns Ryan Fellows' death at 41. And I remember discussing them talking about some filming going on in North Las Vegas up near Apex. Uh, and he was showing, filming a show during, uh, up in North Las, northeast of North Las Vegas. And uh, the official Twitter account for Street Outlaw Monday morning confirmed that Ryan Fellows has died. The Street Outlaw's family is heartbroken by the accident that led to the tragic death of Ryan Fellows. Street Outlaw said uh, in their Twitter post, we extend our deepest sympathy to Ryan's loved ones as they possess or process this sudden and devastating loss. So apparently, according to TMZ, uh, Fellows was killed in a car accident during filming. Wow. And, and this was just north of uh, here in Apex. Uh, and they did have the streets shut down with NDOT uh, and had permits, but that unfortunately happened, And uh, which is kind of interesting that was going on because just a week or two prior, uh, one Ken Block was here doing, I think, a Gymkhana in an all-electric, all-wheel drive. So if you've ever seen the Jim Connor videos, which are insane, Crazy. Uh, he is here. And I, obviously there's a lot of crowds around. Usually the streets are empty of everything, but you can't empty the Vegas strip. So, I mean, I, I'm familiar with the show. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched an entire episode. I didn't episode, sit down and watch it either, but, but I just thought it was interesting. Just, in case, uh, I wonder someone, what car he wrecked. I mean, I know they kind of passed him around with, 
you know, allegedly giving up pink slips and stuff. Clearly, all those cars belong to the the, the TV show, and they just rotated them. But I wonder which car he he kind of got stung up in. That sucks, though. Yeah, it does. But yeah, that's kind of kind of one of the newses out of here. I just wanted to get at the top of the show and uh, not to be a big Debbie Downer. A um, couple other things. Would you consider yourself a Guggen? Nope. Now that I know what it means, no. <laughs> you know what it means, Mike? Yes, I'm well aware of what it means. So every time Don talks about his Guggen Squad stuff, it's probably like Mike has a Guggen Squad sticker across his old kayak. Well, I think so. I think the yeah, thing is is they watch them. <laughs> well, and and I know Rob Turkla has been browbeat that he doesn't know what he's doing this and that. So it's like they they leaned into it and turned it into a marketing brand. So it that was probably him. quite smart on their part. Definitely worked for them, for the parents of Southwest Florida, Mike included. Our kids go back to school tomorrow. Yay. Did you do open house yesterday? I didn't. Uh, weirdly enough, our open house was from 12 to 3. Oh, that's convenient for parents. Yeah, like, and and it was packed. My girlfriend, she got off at uh, 1.30 yesterday. She got out of work, and she took him down there, and she was like, do these people even work? No. Well, was ours like, was from 5 what are you to talking 8. talking about? Go ahead. Ours was from 5 to 8, but it sucked because they did the elementary school, Cape Elementary and Cape High School on the same night. And so, like, if you're yeah. a teacher or you're a parent with a kid at high school and elementary school, you can't go to both places because there's not enough time. Yeah. And we walked into Cape High School, and I felt like it – I literally asked a parent later on that. I was like, is it me or does this whole thing seem like it was put together yesterday? It was just – it was just not well done. I won't get into it, but it was just a shit show. Is she a freshie this year? Yeah, she's a freshman. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I never thought that was as big of a deal as people made it out to be. I thought it was still better than middle school regardless. Everybody a lot, everybody rags on middle school. I don't remember. Well, oh, middle school fucking blue. <clears throat> uh, by that point, though, I was already an outcast, so it's not like I was like... Speaking of outcast, Don, when you were in your late teens, early 20s, you were a, a ninja. What's up, Nick Pollock? Yeah, so, and Mike was too. So Gordon sent me his, his documentary prior to coming on today, and it was somebody at, like, the Gathering of the Jugglers, which I always thought was ironic because most, at least back when I was an OG juggler back in the late 90s, and Nick can attest to this, he's watching. You know, we're all poor, and so I always thought it was ironic that... Your whole demographic is the poor, downtrodden, and then you would have this weekend festival for like two hundred dollars. It's like no real jungle can afford to care to that shit. But so, I yeah. digress. It's funny. There, <laughs> he's going around. And I he, only got watched like ten minutes of it. But I it didn't was... make it that far. I made it to the part <laughs> where he's talking to the two rednecks who admitted that their parents were fucking cousins, and their one buddy's like, "Well, you know, the Chinese been doing it for centuries. Ain't nothing wrong with it." And that's when I just turned it, it like... off. I shook my how'd head. you two meet meth <laughs> yeah, they, they asked that, and the, like how'd you two meet and this one girl's like meth and he, that, so that was filmed six uh, years ago and the Has boyfriend the said no nah, gone down these boyfriend well, I, I fell out of i i left the community and you're like i mean was it that bad some of those people that ate up when you but, went back in the day but i'm watching it and, I, and i'm thinking i turn it off and i i i shake my head and i think you know say what you want at least when ICP and Twisted and all of them get up and they say, we have a big tent and we accept everybody, those motherfuckers accept everybody. I, I remember everybody. the song. Every single, whether I remember the anti-redneck song, Chicken Hunting. But the yet, remake or the original? Uh, the original, but yet I, it seemed like three quarters of the people we interviewed were fucking rednecks. But you got to understand, those are rednecks who are rebelling against the Red racist Hickory? rednecks. Yeah. See, ICP's whole thing was, is, you know, those, I came up doing deep ICP their... talk on fucking What's In Your Head podcast, but the first seven Joker cards was essentially a rap equivalent to a rock opera. Think of Tommy's The Who. I mean, who's The Who's Tommy. Think of uh, 200, 200 Motels or Frank Zappa album. And so it was a, basically their reinterpretation of the coming of the apocalypse. It, Instead it, of the four it's... horsemen, you had the, the carnival come town. It seemed like the Juggalettes did not mind letting the fat fly. <laughs> Well, I once again, their whole thing in the early, <laughs> in the late 2000s. Bunts, as it were. <laughs> but, but see, that's what I was saying. Their whole thing was, is, and you know, they talk about banging fat chicks going all the way back to the night. 
once again, their whole thing is that everybody's welcome. And by God, you know, they they really do what all of Hollywood claims that they do. Hollywood claims that they're a full, all wide open and accepted, but they wouldn't allow half those people to hang out there. But no, I watched, I shook my head like. Felt like I walked through a Walmart on a bad I'm, day. I'm watching, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <I'm watching. laughs> We've definitely gone astray, but as I turned it off, I said, hey, well, they, they're they honest that they fucking accept everybody. I thought it was funny. I was like, I got to send this to Don. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, just because weird juggalo shit was popping up on my feed, and I think it's because I started following Head P.E. And uh, Well, I knew that was an old clip, and they showed Gilbert Godfrey, God rest his soul, because he passed away yeah. a few years ago. But um, So anyhow, school, school uh, open houses yesterday. I had to take... Carrie to physical therapy tonight and then take Seriana while Carrie's at physical therapy to Target to get some last minute crap for school. Did I hear the, the sound of a cash register? <sighs> yeah. Well, actually, I can't complain too much because our first outing was financed by the gift cards that were provided as gifts to the, to the teacher at the end of the year last year. So Carrie got like four or five Target gift cards from random parents last year at the end of the year. And so when we went to buy clothes, I was able to save $125 in gift cards. So Fantastic. Th- that was a big bonus. But anyhow, so tomorrow I got to get up and take Seriana to school. And we were thinking about taking L- Carrie to school because her, her school is literally right on the other side of the canal from my work. I could hit her school with a water balloon launcher if I had one. I mean, it's that close. So uh, we were contemplating taking her to school. I, I've been telling this story so much, I don't know if we have done the full-blown update on the show with the last standing of Carrie's new diagnoses. I know we talked about her bloated foot last week, but did we talk about the new results she got, Gordon? Mm, yeah, you did read the uh, text. Was that but- the text of the long grocery list that they wanted to be resolved by... A physical the, therapist or the new yeah, the new mystery disease? That, not the mystery disease. Okay, so we're getting caught up. Um, as we talked last week, because this goes on so much, and I tell these stories so much, I can't remember how long it's been when told. So last week we were talking about how Carrie had to have her knee drained, and no one could tell her what's wrong. She got sent to a, a specialist um, who, I'm sorry, she went to have MRI, and then we just went over the test results. Torn meniscus, bruised tibia, uh, minor degeneration in tissue in her knee and something else. And so the doctor said physical therapy. Well, we signed up for physical therapy, but we all agreed that's a mighty long shopping list for physical therapy to take care of. So we got her a trip to the specialist who x-rayed her knee again. I'm sorry, x-rayed her knee again. Doesn't do feet. I told her to write a book called My Forgotten Foot because no one wants to fucking look at the thing. Anywho, I digress. So the x-rays come back. They tell her there's nothing wrong yeah, with her knee. like, oh, that's all sorts of fucked up. We ain't even looking. And he said, well, there's nothing wrong with your knee. And Carrie's like, well, it hurts. It's purple. It swells up. And no one can tell me what's wrong with it. He looks at her and says, well, I believe you have complex regional pain syndrome. Feel free to go home and Google it. Have a nice day. That sounds like a buzz off. I don't want to deal with you anymore. Well, most reputable doctors. No, I'm not saying this guy is not reputable. But in my history... Most doctors would tell you to stay off of WebMDs, stay off the Facebook, stay off Google. Here's some documentation that we have vetted and printed out. Please read this. Not, hey, you have complex regional pain syndrome. Go home and Google it. I mean, if if it was if he told her to to uh, Google it but pull up articles from like the Cleveland Clinic or some, no, just you know, go home and Google it. Uh, a you know, uh, cyanide medical. You know, a, a you figure reputable. he probably would, should have, could have, but he didn't. Just said you can go home and Google it. Here, she's an invoice for two hundred forty nine. Yeah, she's a teacher. She knows which sites to look at. So she go home and Google it. It falls down a rabbit what hole. What if you went and braved it? She found articles, Facebook private groups, which is never. Oh there. boy, TikTok videos. And YouTube videos of people who suffer from complex regional pain syndrome. I'm going to see if it's even a real disease. And they have given it the nickname, if you will, the end me disease. We say, that's a weird name. That's because most people suffer from so much pain they want to fucking kill themselves. And so they're calling it a syndrome, right? Complex regional pain syndrome. So and the definition actually says results can uh, result in inflammation, discoloring, um, you know, weird temperatures, and it is a result from injuries, strokes, heart attacks, or something else. Uh, 
but she basically has. So now she has lupus, fibromyalgia, and complex regional pain syndrome, which I have to have copied on my phone so I can remember the name because that's a very weird name and you've never heard it of it. It is a poorly understood condition where a person experiences persist, persistent, severe, and debilitating pain. Although most cases of CRPS are triggered by an injury, mm -hmm. the resulting pain is much more severe and long-lasting mm -hmm. than normal. My question is... Nobody is knows. Of a psychological. Deal? I think it's brought on. I think it's brought on, at least in her case, by the lupus, because the lupus is an autoimmune autoimmune disease that attacks one's white blood cells and immune system. So used to be known as reflex sympathetic dystrophy. That's even harder to remember than complex regional pain syndrome. So we're dealing with that. She's got herself a wheelchair now. Mm. Um. The cure as bad as disease. Cyanide. Here's a real place. And so, anyhow, we're dealing with that. Um, oh, so I. Oh, there's two types, by the way. Oh, I'm sure she's got the worst one. Go ahead. Uh, the, there's two types, according to this is cedar cyanide, so they're legit. Uh, you got type one CRPS is not tied to direct nerve injury, but yet type two is. Well, fibromyalgia is a nervous a nerve condition, so between mm -hmm. the two. Anyhow, so I haven't talked to him in a while. It's been a while since he's been on the show, but I reached out to Vinny and said, hey, Vinny, in all of your years in helping people, have you ever came across anybody who's suffering from complex regional pain syndrome? And was this something that you noticed they could possibly minimize the effects of through proper diet? Now, we all know what Vinny's answer is going to be because he wants everybody going on a proper diet but this brings up a good question and this is a good question we all got to be honest with ourselves we're getting older we're getting bloated <sighs> we're retaining water some of our parts don't work as good as they once did uh, we're trying to lose some weight some people may be suffering from conditions such as complex regional pain syndrome lupus fibromyalgia whatever gout I have read stories, I've heard interviews, I've heard people talk on podcasts that they know people who have had certain illnesses, ailments, syndromes, who have had great success in reversing them through really restrictive diets. So the question is, if you suffered from a syndrome, an issue, an illness, a disease, an affliction, and you found out that there are studies with positive results that told you that if you greatly drastically 100% changed your diet to see even 40% do you think you could honestly truly make that change you're gonna have to you got what do you got to lose at that point I guess it depends on how bad the pain or affliction or syndrome or ailment is because I mean, let's all be honest. A lot of is us it as bad as one person may project it is. Truly? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a pain. Everybody or, has their own. Um, in Carrie's the, condition, in Carrie's condition. Yes. Cause every morning she wakes okay. up screaming as if she just got her fucking leg blown off by a mortar. Um, on top of the fibromyalgia and the lupus. But, we all, and that's why I said I want to be honest. We got to ask ourselves truly because the easy answer, well, sure, yes, but let's be honest with ourselves. We all have issues. We all know that we could lose weight and we could easily lose weight by changing our diet, but here we are. None of us it's do. It's a fight. It's and a so fight. I guess the answer is I, you really have to question how bad is it and how bad you want to change it. But anyhow, I reached out to Vinny, and I'm hoping he comes back with an answer and says, yeah, yeah, you need to eat nothing but raw meat and beets. And I'm going to go to her and say, hey, give me two months. We're going to eat nothing but raw beets and meat, or raw meats and beets, and see if you have. Because we've all heard. We've all heard. The death out of the room. <laughs> I know, but we've all heard the urban legend that, you know, Diet Coke is bad for you and it makes your bones rot. And if you get off of it, you'll feel 100% better. And some people claim they do, and some people don't. But. Here we are still drinking diet sodas and what have you. So I don't know. Speak for yourself, sir. I'm drinking Gatorade Zero, but it's probably still got artificial nonsense in it. Mike showed his 
water the allegedly bottle. Health, the allegedly healthiest guy in the room is the one drinking the poop. Well, I, I'm drinking the poop here at work all day long. I drank nothing allegedly. but water, black coffee, and I had soup for lunch. I'm on allegedly. a water diet. I, I've urinated 30,000 times today. But I, I, I'm back to the almost a gallon of water a day, and Jesus Christ, as my eyes float. And so when I came home tonight, I slammed on some food because we ordered pork chops through our Walmart order the other day, and we ordered them by the pound and didn't pay attention to the packaging. It turns out, well, the pound was a reasonable package, pound, but as people often do when they have fixed finances, they feed large families with large amounts of pork chops that are cut very thin because once again you're paying by the weight not by the pork chop and so what we thought was x amount of pork chops turned out to be twice as much because they were cut twice the size i mean thin but anyhow i made pork chops and i slammed like on two of those corn and, mac- and uh, mashed potatoes because all i had today was soup speaking of pork chops it is true if you buy a pork loin bring that fucker home and then slice it yourself you will save a ton of money get yourself if you're not trying to lose weight, get yourself a cup of brown sugar, a nope. packet of Italian dressing, the dry rub, nope. mix it together, put that some bitch on your pork chop, toss it in the oven at 425 for about, oh, I don't know, 15 minutes, and the last three minutes put on the broiler, and it comes out, and it's super yummy. I had grilled salmon for dinner. I had grilled pork chops What's and up, Kim Lewis? green beans. I had soup. So, no, you had pork chops. Don't lie. This is kind of cool. I was telling Mike about this. So, I got Carrie a Yeti Rambler coaster, kind of like coaster and cooler mixed together. And it basically it's a a drink koozie that you take the top off, you slide your can in, and you screw it back on, and your damn soda stays cold all day. And Carrie fell asleep for three hours and woke up, and it was still ice cold. And lo and behold, we're not throwing away quarter cans of soda anymore. Because, you know, but what's yeah, funny, maybe flat. No, trust me. If anybody would demand it's flat, Carrie does not. She does not suffer fools well when it comes to her food or beverage. So if she's drinking after falling asleep for three hours, I can tell you it's good. But I, okay. I say all that to say this. This can came inside of it. And I thought it was just a display, a demonstration piece. Yeah, just look like a can. Has a Yeti logo on it. But I was playing with it and the top pops off. <laughs> And it's basically like, a, you know, hey, man, you put your weed in there. It's just ash can, man. <laughs> and it said on the side, not, um, this can is not intended for food uh, or beverages. But I got to thinking, you know what this would be perfect for? Since we're talking about it being old. Weed stash? Well, that too, but, um, you know, if your grandfather or your father comes out fishing with you and they got insulin or nitro pill, you can put that in here, slide this in your cooler. It doesn't get waterlogged. It stays nice and cold or anything else you may want to hide in there. But, yeah. Bob's your uncle. Bob is your uncle. <laughs> oh, I forgot. So when we were at the open house the other day and we're standing in line for the lockers, it cost us $10. Two parents behind me were talking about their good old days and then talking about their kids' best subjects and talking about how the electives in high school are a lot cooler than middle school and obviously there are none in elementary school and the one the guy said to the lady who was proudly boasting she had just recently moved down here from ohio i didn't have the heart to tell everybody not here from ohio she's not special i just mind my own business it's either ohio or new york or chicago which one uh actually it's primarily illinois and minnesota a lot of minnesota yeah. places down here uh, squareheads so hoople heads so hoople we're squareheads yes we're in a auditorium with about all i don't know it wasn't packed, but there was about 30 people in line. And the guy says to the lady, besides, it's something he was talking about electives, and he said the old phrase, who does algebra? Who, you know, who uses algebra anyhow? Electricians. And she said, well, actually, I'm a structural engineer. Structural engineer. And at that point, I could no Architect. longer keep my tongue. I looked around and said, out of all the people in this, uh, out of all the people in this auditorium, you got to make that line too. You pick the one person who's a structural engineer. <laughs> and I turn around and mind my own. Hell, <laughs> even plumbers use it, I believe. Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's algebra, do you? A little bit. But uh, Electricity and water are a lot alike. One zaps yeah. you and one causes you to get zapped. Just one's a little stinkier than the other. Yep. 
I can't do plumbing. I I am great with electrical. Don't remind me. (laughs) I just every time I go to do plumbing, I just struggle with it, and I don't know why. See, he passed up on a perfectly good low hanging fruit joke, and that is every time I go to do plumbing, I shit the bed. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. German playgrounds are actually built with risks involved. Let me explain. I grew up in the U.S. with playgrounds that looked like this. Made of plastic, no sharp edges. Safe, right? And this is what playgrounds look like in Germany. Challenging features are built into German playgrounds on purpose to help children navigate risks. Studies show that children who develop their motor skills on the playground are less likely to have accidents when they're older. And German parents often have a hands-off approach, letting their children solve their own problems when they get stuck. This really surprised me in a country that's cautious in so many other ways. And this uh, has been the What's In Your Head back. podcast TikTok lesson of the week. You know, there are certain TikTok channels or now, Facebook now, real page. quick, hold on. Let's, let's not sail past it. I'm not sailing past it. I didn't see it. what the, 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 the shit looked like in the German. A lot I, of, I can uh, only imagine lot of, it looked like what we had. Yeah, or a lot of paracord-type spiderweb platforms, free-range stuff. But, yeah, they're quite large. Um, shit, even in Ackerman Elementary School, we had the... Uh, we had the crazy monkey bars that, that had the one that rotated every so often. Well, hold that thought because we're segueing into playgrounds. So. I had one of those. <laughs> so, well, yours was probably met with a guy yelling at you, too. Hey, get off the damn lawn. <laughs> um, wrong, so, one, wrong guy. I think it's called a DI. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, there's certain types of folk I don't care too much for on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook page. And that's, well, some of these multi-million dollar media companies such as ESPN who simply buy someone else's video for 38 cents and then they post it and get a paid a shit ton of money. But I digress. So today on ESPN's TikTok stream that showed up on my For You page, even though I constantly hit not interested, um, they happily reposted someone else's video to make money off of it, of a what appeared to be a 60 Possibly a 65-year-old man, probably somebody in a Johnny Knoxville-style bad grandpa outfit, but it doesn't matter. The point's still valid. And he does the old-school swing, swing, backflip, lands on his feet, and walks away like a pimp. And the whole version of the ESPN video is, oh, my God, look at this guy. He's insane. He's crazy. Well, I can't believe this has age. I cut in with a stitch and said, hey, here's a little secret for you kids. If your parents are of the age of 40 to 50, chances are they did that and still can do that because we all did that on all of our playgrounds, on our swings that were mounted above concrete, gravel, center block, and everything glass. <laughs> yes, and so that the old guy Lava. that old guy is nothing unique. Our, our entire generation, that's what we would do. We would swing as high as we could and flip backflips out of our swings and land right on our feet. But we were talking about this at work. Could you imagine these new young moms who take their kid down the playground and it's the playground of yore where they have big water culverts <laughs> painted different colors? Here, have your kid go play in this concrete tube complete with sharp edges. Well, remember how teeter-totters were and then the big kid like me would be on one end and mm-hmm. then the little kid Don would be up in the air and then I'd just get off of it. Or <laughs> sending them straight to the ground. <laughs> or what you would do is your teeter-totter would be like that. The bigger kid would be on one end and then they would laugh and stack as many little kids on the other until they started to bring him down and then he would bail off and then all six of them would drop colliding into <laughs> themselves. We had the old school merry-go-round. Oh, the one that the, the barf, the barf, the barf wheel. It was basically. I never got a, sick, but man, the world did tilt. It was basically a piece of thick 1930s era sheet metal that was the size of all I don't know, maybe eight feet in circumference. That essentially had just uh, bars coming up diagonal and then spread out that you basically sat under and wrapped your arms around. And sat on her hell. I stood up on it. Yeah, you'd stand up on it. You'd slide off, and once again. It was surrounded by a blacktop complete with extra thick aggregate, but the rub was the air. Kids, you're going to learn about (laughs) gravity and centrifugal force today. But if the concrete wasn't bad enough, there was inevitably a... Not indubitably? Well-worn trough, if you will, from the feet of the people who ran around. So not only was there concrete, when you slid off, you had to hope, pray to the Lord above that the trajectory in which you leave that miracle round was enough to get you to jump that gap. <laughs> Otherwise, you would smack into the edge of that rough concrete. Yeah, and the racetrack that went around it. 
Oh. I remember the geodesic domes. They got rid of those pretty quick, though. Yeah, because they, they're all like cast iron big pipe. <laughs> yes, there is a park in Kentucky called Big Bone Lick. Yep. We had a huge ones down there when I was a kid. We had that wooden fort that gave you mm-hmm. splinters and that had a culvert that literally was the drainage for the fort running out. Then we had a Boone Woods had a huge fort. And then we've all seen the photos, which we've all had, the cast iron duck, horse, and or elephant. And that was uh, mounted on a single spring that was probably pulled out of a 63 Buick. <laughs> and you get and it never the, moved. Don't, don't, you went to get well. It either right. didn't move or it was well-worn. And you, the little the, the trunk of the elephant went smack the ground. I would actually think that and the middle slide were the two lamest things in a uh, in the But the thing was, slot, is when you, you went get to get anything. off the elephant, usually it shot back and like kicked you in the shins because you get off and it shoots forward and comes back and knocks you in the shins, knocks you down. Um, then obviously, if you went to a, a high end school where somebody had a wheelbarrow and uh, a rake and, po- and possibly a shovel, they might have laid out like a six foot by six foot square with some paint. You played four square in, which usually you would trip and fall down on that. Or and tether ball. They had tether ball. We had the tether ball and the big giant sheet metal silver reflective slide that shone in the hot Ohio sun. So that as you thought you get off with third degree burns. Well, the secret to the slide was, is you had to lean back far enough and pull your shirt. So you didn't have any exposed skin. And then you would just gently slide down and plop no harm, no foul. But in the, Heats of June and July as you slide down and your shirt comes up. Now it's skin. Oh, and you the just sound. Stick. And you just the sound <laughs> of the skin going against it still <laughs> you stick. sticks in my ear to this day. <laughs> you would stick to it and just burn alive. Uh, Kim yeah. Lewis on Facebook Live said, yard darts. Our aunt. Jarts. Yes. Our jarts. aunt and uncle. Uh, aunt Dave, uncle Dave and Uncle Mike had the original lawn darts. And we so played with them. Yes. I can remember them to this day exactly how they functioned. They were red and or yellow, and it would slide up and down the black dart shaft, if you will, mm-hmm. and they were about, oh, I don't know, maybe 20. <laughs> I don't know. How heavy do you think that weight was on the front? Enough to poke your eye out. Enough to get sure. a good, good, nice cast. But these were all the good what things. What was the were. more dangerous thing you remember doing with a group of friends? That was questionable and could also not just be dangerous, but get them in trouble with their parents. Um, not only that, but by today's standards, could probably get you re- arrested for assault and or battery. Okay. What was that? Now, as much as I hate to admit this as an old man, um, we were, in fact, influenced by video games on this. <laughs> there was a great little 8-bit game called out called Skate or Die. And mm-hmm. on the game Skate or Die, there was a little area where you would do jousting on mm-hmm. skateboards and so uh seeing how we lived at rickenback air force base which was on we lived in the civilian housing that was once military housing during the, the war air national guard base and yes. gordon had uh his civil air patrol badge we were able to go on the now probably let's say reserve base it was primarily used for storage and uh, gas stops in between longer flights we were able to get in the Sherman tanks and play around, get a haircut at the um, barber there, and then go shopping at the PX where I bought my first cassette tape, Iron Maiden's Only Good Die Young, and we got ourselves some paracord. This is long before you can get paracord down at the old Home Depot, you know what I mean? So you had to buy it this in is, bundles. This is that military this grade is, over, this is probably surplus quality paracord. This is probably surplus carried over from the war or Korean War. Right from Vietnam. <laughs> but it was white. It wasn't green. And we promptly went home and removed the heads from our Care Bears, our shirt tails, and any other stuffed animal with a large round head. I forgot about the shirt tails. And we proceeded to make morning stars, if you will, (laughs) out of stuffed animal heads and paracord. And then through our many days of summer adventures, we knew where all the new recently laid blacktop on the outskirts of the Air Force Base was so we could find some nice, smooth sailing. And this was before kids wore helmets when they did anything but jacking off, according to George Carlin. We went down to the smooth blacktop, marked off about all, I don't know, we were on skateboards. We were quite adept at skating at high speed, so we'd marked off probably a good 20, 30 yards 
and just start skating at each other, swinging these morning stars, and God, just I've, wrapping around each other, yanking the skateboards out. I barely just, remember that. And beating but, the holy hell out of each other with yep. stuffed now, animal heads wrapped in paracord. Came home, you had rope burn all wrapped around your arm, your legs, everything else. Hey, as long as you were home before That would probably life. get you picked up for assault and battery. Now, now same property... Uh, freshman year of high school, maybe eighth grade. Oh, this is when you guys would break into the hospital. I never did that. I was too young. No. Uh, it was same, same crew, but Colin would get all of his parents' 35 records, and we would sit in a big field and wing those motherfuckers at each other as hard as we could. Nice. It's like even more I hardcore. Tell you, vinyl records, when they hit you at full clip, don't feel good. I bet his parents were rip shit pissed. <laughs> That's why I was saying you may be pissed because I lost a lot of good fucking albums. You know, as a World It War- was in the big fields behind our house. Actually, we would yep. do it from across the street where we'd play football yep. and then our backyard. Yep. That's where the other set of swing sets were that we'd do backflips out of or jump out of the trees, pretend we're paratroopers and land. And, and back roll. then, let's talk about that. Football, full fucking tackle. No you pads. Know, you know, let me just get this out of the way real quick. All right. He did it again, caused trouble, hurt someone's feelings. Yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably Probably should go. So there was a game that we once played back in the day, and I had discovered before the whole world went woke and people would admit to this sort of thing back in the early 2000s when I moved to Florida, that this particular game had a different name depending on where you lived. Now, did it start with an S? Yes. And end with an R? Yes. And it would require a group of boys to, one way or another, through different devices of their choosing, depending on the regional location, would result in one person getting a football where the rest of them would attempt to tackle the living shit out of it. It didn't have to be a football. It could be any a basketball. Ball. It could be any kind of ball. And so let's go back to 2004, and I'm at CompUSA working at a tech shop, and this game comes up because this is at the early dawn, the daybreak, the sunrise, the gleam and the light of pussydom as the younger generation starting to fly their their pussy flags is this uh pre-woke when woke was still in the air? this is before woke was a vernacular this is the pre-dawn this is when everything was just all men are turning all boys are turning into pussies that was just the phrase oh they're a bunch of pussies nowadays they can't play tackle football they gotta play they gotta play flag football you know they're not allowed this is when they start kicking kids out for biting pop tarts and the guns and all that stuff and we and brought up the spots. the game of the 80s called Smear the Queer. And that probably went all the way back to the fucking 40s. To which, at point, my old roommate and tech manager said, what the hell is that? So I what? explained the loose Everybody knows this game. Apparently. Have you heard of it, Mike? Oh, okay, yeah. good. I've Very heard good. of that game. Apparently. <laughs> Have you play- played it? Yes. Apparently in Plano, <laughs> Texas, for people who were growing up, when I say growing up, I mean they're like in their 10, 11 age in the late 90s, not the teenage years like we were. Apparently they refer to that game as tackle a kid with the ball. How original. It doesn't even. <laughs> there's no the alliteration of that. You can't do that. He's like, yeah, we played that game. It's just called tackle the kid with the ball, which tells me that some overbearing father in the neighborhood who perhaps maybe got the kids to play. <laughs> okay, smear to queer is too violent. Okay, how about we have to, to change bag? the name? <laughs> <laughs> and so yes, I dis- yes, no, I discovered that that game had different names depending on the region. But yes, the most lame- what was the biggest crack that anybody could tear you down with as a kid growing up as a as a young male? No, there's uh, I don't you know what name is it? Sissy, Silky Boy. Pussy. Panty waist. Pussy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Panty waist. You probably can't I thought call. it was pussy, but yeah. Eh, silky boy. Pussy. Panty waist. Light in the loafers. <laughs> we have a bit. Oh, we're going to be in all sorts of trouble tonight, aren't we? <laughs> we had a bit that we wrote that we have Good thing we're not big enough to get canceled. Yeah, we don't have any sponsors. You can't, you can't get somebody who doesn't have any sponsors canceled. So, 
something fun happened <laughs> this weekend. <sighs> Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. Oh, this takes me back to my childhood. So, Mike and I decide instead of going out saltwater fishing because we've been striking out, and uh, Mike got himself a new con- uh, kayak, it's bona fide. We decided that I basically said, Hey, what do you want to go fishing today? I got some things to do. Let me go to the gym, get some lunch, yada, yada, yada. We, we went fishing. Now, I went out the day before, didn't do very well. And the day before, I was bragging to Mike. The day after, I said, "Braggart!" I was bragging to Mike. I said, "You know, yesterday I was at the hidden boat ramp, and the water was down a little bit. And so, for the first time ever, I kind of just sat in my kayak and just kind of slid down like a two little foot ditch. The nose of my kayak went under water, popped up, and paddled away. I felt fucking cool. And so." We're out fishing and casting and losing fish and catching fish. Mike's catching fish. I'm losing fish. I catch a fish. I lose a fish. I lose more fish. I only caught one fish. And I'm out what? there like I'm usually doing. I got a tall boy between the legs. I'm covered up from the sun, dressed head to toe in outdoor gear so that I don't get sun cancer or look like uh, Captain Ron in three months. Mm, <laughs> and uh, already there. And... Uh, I started noticing my kayak was acting a bit peculiar. Ah, shit. I put a lot of time on the vessel. I've spent a lot of time in the water, different waters and different places. I've caught many large fish. I have become accustomed. Nay, I have become at one with my kayak. Was it feeling a little heavy, a little sluggish? No, it was feeling tipsy. I noticed if I barely moved to the left or to the right, the damn thing felt like it was going to fall over. And I told Mike, I'm like, man, my kayak feels a little tipsy. And he looks at me and says, are you sure it's not the beer you've been drinking in the hot sun? <laughs> and I considered it, weighed my options, and said, well, I don't know. I'm feeling a little weird. And so, Now, I'm, which kayak is this? I got to the The original, OG, okay. the secondhand, hand-me-down kayak that I bought off of my buddy yeah. James, uh-huh. who had already uh-huh. dragged it up and down a concrete seawall multiple times. So it was, yeah. it was not a virgin before I sat my fat ass upon it and so we're out there we're about two hours out we're about maybe a mile mile and a half from the boat ramp and i'm like something's not right and i look down and i notice hmm the water seems awfully high (laughs) are you sitting lower in the water (laughs) he'd tip over to the side and the water almost come over into the kayak And luckily, we were in an area of Cape Coral that's not have a lot of um, development yet. And so there's a lot of just seawall that instead of going straight down, whether concrete wall or dirt, it was just nice graded into the water. And so Mike was down there fishing, and I, I said, I got to look into this. Somebody needs a bilge pump. <laughs> so I, I pull into the boat, the yard of the construction house he just built the house he just graded this yard and so i pull up and i get up and i try to pull my kayak up and the thing weighs a fucking ton <laughs> now i've had a small leak in this thing in the past but the operative word is small leak that i plugged up with gorilla glue are you, are you saying your kayak was no longer bona fide no his kayak is bona fide it's bona fide that's actually now the name brand bona fide that's the name brand bona fide <laughs> and it's a damn fine kayak it's all ready you could put a pedal system on that you're good to go um slap those little electric motors on the back of it and let it it's it's rip. set up for it. his is the type you can stand it's designed to stand up and cast on mine's not i gotta let you try that one day too yeah and so i pers- you gotta film it just in case he ends up in a drink anyway no i stand up on mine so i'm sure <laughs> if I can my fat ass could stand up on that fucking thing yeah but you probably don't have uh your center gravity may be a little bit lower than that's him. true but I, 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 out of the, but he probably has better balance than I. I have too. not fallen off a kayak yet, knock on woods. Well, Almost sank sorry. one, he but he done I, fucked himself now. Yeah. And so I proceed to remove everything from my kayak because the drain is on the top. But I did, for those of you who remember my YouTube videos, I did put two dry storage flaps in it, which I stopped using after I found out that the bags weren't actually dry. And if any water gets inside, everything gets soaked. So basically I cut six inch diameter holes and added flaps for no reason. However, I cracked the back one open and literally the water is right up to the gasket on my seal. So my entire kayak 
was full of water. Now, did you notice that just got a lot more effort into moving along? What it was is the water start acting as a backwards ballast. So as I said, mm-hmm. if I just lean, the whole thing was like, and that's when I knew something was wrong. Cause you know, um, you can lean and they don't, you don't, you don't get the sensation. You know, the first time you got on, you'll, Oh, I'm going to tip over, but you put as many hours in as we do. We, you know, you're not going to tip over and say, so you don't have that fear when you're rocking. This was, I was literally, my mind said, Hey dude, you're going to flip over. What the fuck? So I'm like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. And so Mike has to come over and it takes the two of us. And I swear we probably drained five to 10 gallons of water out of this fucking Now the thing. question is, is how are you going to patch the, I'm assuming, new perforated bottom? So we found the, the bowel of this gash? thing. It has a big old gash in front of the old hole. Now, is this caused by you uh, being a being a rock star? And- I think it. I I don't think the uh, duck the uh, what do they surfers call that when they go underneath the wave? Anyhow, that I don't think me sliding in helped at all because um, it definitely didn't. It had been taking on water for a while. I could usually drain it about once every five trips, so it wasn't a big deal. But now, to answer your question, I came up with a solution that I ordered and then I found a solution that I'm going to try and I was going to return the thing I ordered then I figured fuck it I'll let the thing come in we'll try that first and if it don't work we'll do step two it'd be more YouTube content after all we need YouTube content so step A is I'm going to completely pressure wash this thing and dry it and then use my heat gun and then I'm going to slather the shit out of it with flex seal <laughs> I, bought, I bought the the 12 quart paint brush Not the flex, flex seal, seal. Hey, if the guy can take a screen boat and make it into a John, a screen door and make it into a John boat, I should be able to patch a hole in my kayak. But now you're gonna have to be careful how you drag that thing around, peel that flex Actually, seal right off. I have something for um, filling in holes and stuff like that on plastic metal. What? But I think that's there. gonna fail. So my backup, my go-to, which I've seen a video, Don just moves on. <laughs> well, because um, I think I'm getting to where he's going, and I didn't want him to step on it. Um, so my aforementioned backup plan is the wonderful people at the poor man's friend, otherwise known as Harbor Freight and Toll, sell what they refer to as a plastic welding kit, which is nothing more than a soldering iron with a big spoon on the end of it. If I could find a big spoon, I'd probably buy that. But it does come with mesh Why net. Why don't you like just screen. get a propane torch and a spoon? Well, I watched a guy who kayak fishes and he has the same problem and he got this kit and so you use the soldering iron and then he just got like a um just a laundry soap bottle like a tide or choose your brand and he cut the plastic up from that heated up with the soldering iron filled in the hole and then he laid the mesh down kind of like you would if you're plastering a hole in your drywall put a whole another coat of just melting and pushing this plastic in and then so i'm thinking i'm going to try the flex seal first or maybe just because i, I want to go fishing sooner than later and then if not i'll buy the kit and then do the the uh damn, the son, professional you to, fix you need to quit buying them lifetime kayaks don't you know they're made out of the same plastic as them fucking folding tables yeah but it's <laughs> it's not you wouldn't kayak fishing a folding table now would you well it's not a it's not a indictment on lifetime because those things are thick i mean and they do have the layers color coded and i already knew i was down to the black and i'm sure anybody would say well hey dick if you weren't dragging your kayak all over the boat ramps and up in your truck and you had two people carry it and set it down appropriately it wouldn't have happened but you know it's rough it's tumble and i've gotten so many hours on that damn thing and you do see kayaks rolling around on people's cars where the bottoms are all patched up because it i mean we're, this isn't yeah, limestone. Another two kayaks at home. Well, that and this isn't the limestone rocks of you know Ohio and Kentucky. There's, you know, you t- depend on where you take them. You got coral and just super jagged, sharp, pokey things. And so, anyhow, we we use them, we abuse them. But to answer your question for Carrie's kayak, um, like his wife, um, Mike told me they sell a keel protector, which is basically like waterproof three M tape that you slather right down the bottom of it so that it. It adds a little padding, and I don't think it affects the hydrodynamics that much. Is it super slick? I don't know. It's expensive as shit. It's like forty dollars for a roll. Say, on I didn't Amazon. say cheap. I said slick. Like it, it's even smoother. You know, like things will just slide right off of it. Kind of like a wax snowboard. Kind of hope so. 
Gordon? Dude, dad and my trials and tribulations and the what father would effectively refer to as the People's Republic of Cape Coral. What's the one thing you know we constantly had problems with down here? Whether it was our business trucks, signage. Oh, we got the old uh, Cape Coral. Uh, code compliance. Code compliance all over you for. Not Morgan Long said he had a kayak that he. The code. The kit works, Morgan Long said. He said he had a kayak. He did that, too, and he used the plastic welding kit. So I think I may hold off on the flex seal because I can return that and get the – or maybe I'll get the kit and then use flex seal as an yeah, extra It just seems coating. like I got to just melt the plastic back together, right, at the end of the day. Yeah, well, the kit, though, comes with, like, the screen material, once again, kind of adding rigidity and <laughs> protection to the hole to keep that pla- – because you want to melt the plastic, put the screen on, and then completely cover the screen, almost like mm, bond Kind of like casting drywall. Exactly. I said earlier, but he wasn't listening. <laughs> so, Squirrel! the People's Public of Cape Coral. You know, there's <sighs> a show on. There used to be a show on T, uh, True TV yeah, called quite Parking Wars. PRCC. There was a show on True TV called Parking Wars, where they would be in Pennsylvania and showing people getting yelled at for getting parking tickets. Well, mm-hmm. when that show. The original format of that show was called Someone Has to Do It. And on the pilot episode, they followed around the parking meter guy. The uh, people who would, you have been served. Those people, the court server guys, tow truck operators, and believe it or not, my Cape Coral Code compliance. <laughs> and they would follow around and show people yelling at them, you guys suck. And for those who don't live in Cape Coral, uh, they run many small businesses out of town with such great laws as like you can't have your own fleet van in your driveway unless you cover the decals up with magnets. No car covers allowed, but magnets so that you scratch your super expensive coating. And if you break these rules, we will call you down to the um, city hall and produce photos with paragraphs and X's and arrows on the back of each one and, and charge you fees. I had spent probably two different days down at the whipping pole down there at uh, Cape Coral City yeah, Hall. The, the, old, the old Cape Coral Tiananmen Square? Yes, and so it's not often that you can get away with a whole lot, especially if you live in a development that's under construction because, well, a lot of these laws are problem-solving rules for real estate agents. They're trying to sell property. They want the neighborhood to look nice. They blow on a phone call. Code compliance comes, gives you a fine, and forces you to clean your shit up so that when they're doing open houses, the neighborhood looks nice and they can bamboozle people into buying a $430 house across the street from my house in the neighborhood that fucking power goes out if you fart wrong way and the street floods because we have no sewage. But that's their problem, not mine. My house was not even half that price. Welcome to the neighborhood, fella. Uh- <laughs> so if you're to design a shirt or a sticker, would that be the PRCCCC? Yeah, and I think it'd be a hammer and a sickle, but instead of a sickle, it would be an alligator in that shape. And instead of a hammer, we'd have a palm tree. So you should do that <laughs> next time you have to go down there, wear the shirt. But um, what would you say if I told you that in my neighborhood, my neighbors are growing corn in the front yard and I'm not being facetious? I'm not saying this because they're grass. Wait. They are literally growing fucking stocks of corn in a plot about eight foot by five feet you're gonna to have to look at the prcc cccc pc and r's if and you these are stocks, to have agricultural crop in your yard these crop these stocks are about six and a half feet and they will be ready to harvest come springtime don 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 it's not it's not really corn it's hiding the weed i oh, can understand man. the backyard you know, or even maybe your side yard a little bit or something. Right like on the that. curb. <laughs> I swear right to God. I will take a picture of it. Yard. There is. I don't know what happened. There's Mr. a plot PRCCC of land. Guy. I just dumped a, t- a tub of popcorn here and look. When we first moved in, one of our neighbors had a rooster because that fucker would crow every night and every morning when the sun went down and came up. But I think they finally ate it. But this or guy. coyote did. They are growing corn in the front of their lawn. I'll take a picture tomorrow and post it. Mm, when this, see if a scarecrow goes up. When this video goes up. But, uh, yeah. So Scarecrow will go up during during Halloween. This oh, is Halloween. They'll cut a little maze that has just like one path. <laughs> it's amazing. You made it through. It's a baby maze. I'll just make a little cul-de-sac in the middle of their crop. He's walking. <laughs> I can't get out. You go in, turn around, come back right up. 
<laughs> and it only charges 15 cent. You got anything on your list of shit, Mike? Uh, not in particular tonight. Though. Oh, I guess we, we didn't finish the story. So anyhow, we drained the boat and then we, we had to go yeah. back. And by the time we got back, we had to drain it again. So it clearly has a huge fucking hole in it. And, um, so yeah, my kayaking days are going to be limited until I get that shit patched up this weekend. But, uh, can yeah. uh, rotate parts over into like big John. No, Big John's a completely different brand, and that's just that's just so much work. I mean, to take it out, I got to hook up my extension and all that crap. And it's, that boat weighs a hundred pounds empty. And Mike knows he's got a new kayak, and and plus, when you sit in the back of it, you look like fucking um, John Candy in a canoe. Yeah, from yeah, from summer camp. <laughs> and so, but I'm trying to sell the thing. So if anybody wants to buy a uh, tandem kayak, hit me up. I'll make a deal. I'd love to buy a tandem kayak, but I said the shipping costs more than the fucking new one. Mm-hmm. How bad much. would Carrie be pissed if you took her kayak out to go? <laughs> you know, she would be. She would. She would verbally be annoyed, but she would let me do it because yeah. she she's so jealous that she would be able to go anyhow. So, you have anything on your list of shit before we kick off the news, Mike? Um, no, nothing in particular. No, yeah, I it's mean, not you, like you had a whole lot of time good. for prep. I called you like an hour ago. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you want to come on? <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. News and shit. News and shit. Now here's Gordon with some news and shit. Now joining us live from Las Vegas, Nevada, from the Digital 410 News Desk, the one and only Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Mm. Let's have enthusiasm, folks. <laughs> What's that? So listen to that enthusiasm, folks. Well, it's because we, we talked at the beginning of the show. We had to bring it all up again. I think it's a little redundant. But anywho, Titusville, Florida. This almost seems to be... This has got to be a story that's in some Florida newspaper at least once a week. Mm-hmm. A woman with an open bottle of Jack Daniels. It's a whiskey. good old Tuesday here in Cape Coral. Yep. In a bag, because you got to do it brown bag style, was arrested for, come on. Public intoxication while driving a shopping cart naked with pepperoni on her head. Close. (laughs) Very that needle. Very specific description. (laughs) Close enough. It may have been what happened, but she was driving a golf cart Mm. on Florida's busiest interstate while drunk. Nice. Driving down 75. No, probably 95. This is according to the arrest report. Now, how old was this drunk woman? 63. In a golf cart? Close yet again, 58-year-old woman was arrested Saturday night on the shoulder of Interstate 95. <laughs> she is now facing misdemeanor charges of disorderly intoxication in a public place and, of course, resisting arrest or resisting an officer County without law. violence. County law. According to the FAHOP, Florida Highway Patrol, mm-hmm. a semi-truck or a semi-truck driver spotted the woman driving in a golf cart in the center lane of Interstate 95 in Bavard County. Which, for those of us like myself who do not know, is in the heart of Florida's Space Coast. Mm-hmm. The truck driver advised that she observed the driver of the golf cart passing out while driving so not only was she driving drunk with her jd in a paper bag in a golf cart on florida's busiest interstate she was also blacking out partially on the way through it so fantastic she was living in a single room with three other individuals one of them was Liz Wilde. Oh. <laughs> you saying it was Liz Wilde? Well, no, I thought I was playing the promo. I forgot that she used us for a, uh, for an advertisement. I thought that was just the opening for Sublime. <laughs> Never going to get her on the show now. That's anyway, right. the truck driver used her semi to steer the golf cart to the shoulder of the interstate. Oh, do like a pit maneuver. How do you do that in a semi with a golf cart without I was going to say, that actually... Take it right the fuck out. I, I was going to say, they <laughs> Unless it's one of them semis that's got the uh, arrow things that go all the way down on the side. Have you seen those? Well, even still, that that to Gordon's point, that's a testament to the quality of driving of that semi-truck oh, driver. He yeah. didn't flatten this fucking golf cart. 
Ah, female semi-trucker. <laughs> so once on the shoulder, the truck driver grabbed the keys of the golf to the golf cart as the woman tried to drive away. Took my keys. I think we've all done that to a drunk friend in a real car. At least. Uh-huh. This is you, motherfucker. I'm just trying to get home. <laughs> Cocksucker. I was once with the dearly departed Ed Monette, and we were at a bar down in the short north, and That's we had left. And he got so mad at me that day because I had my spy hat on, and this is back when we were snowboarding a lot. And I had come back from Montana, and this chick from Australia was glomming onto me because hey. I, obviously a snowboarder, he wanted to drive back to German Village so bad. <laughs> and he was too drunk. I said, yeah, give me the keys. Nope. He proceeded in that big-ass Bronco of his to sideswipe several fucking nice. vehicles on the way back. Thank God we never That's a good it. look. Yeah, it's a great look. It's mainly his mirror that, that did the damage. But, you know, I was like, dude. Anyway, once on the shoulders to the guy with the keys, inside the bag, troopers found an open bottle, as we said, of Jack Daniels Tennessee Fire Whiskey. Because fireball just ain't good enough. No, sir. According to authorities, Interstate 95, which stretches down the East Coast, is Florida's busiest interstate, according to the Federal Highway Administration. You like video games, right, Don? Used to could. I haven't played. I haven't you like video games, Mike? Yeah, I play one every now and again. I used Apparently, to play a lot, but I haven't turned mine on in a long time. Apparently, Apparently. is an extremely popular video <laughs> game out here where you're a fucking cat. Yeah, it's called Stray. Stray. Mm-hmm. All the cats and dogs watching on TikTok. The virtual cat hero from the new video game sensation. 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 Stray. I'm drinking water. Uh, That's a problem. I swear it's just water. Uh, doesn't just wind up a long rusted pipe, leap over an unidentified sludge, and decode clues in a seemingly abandoned city. Mm-hmm. This daring orange tabby. Is actually helping real-world cats as well. Did you know this? Thanks to the online fundraising platforms, gamers are playing Stray while streaming live for audiences oh, to raise gotcha. money for animal shelters and other cat-related charities. Now, I am... That's freaking awesome. You're actually yeah, getting something cool. out of rotting your brain playing TV. I, I don't... The, the weird thing about Stray is if you look at the trailer, it takes place in a time where there's no more humans... It's just post-apocalyptic. It's all robots. Okay. <laughs> That's the way things are going. Yeah, so it's all robots and then cats. <laughs> it's all fucking Roombas and cats, man. Yeah, pretty much. Roombas and cats. Cats riding on Roombas. <laughs> See, that's what they should have done. <laughs> so the game's publisher, Interactive, also promoted Stray by offering two cat rescue adoption agencies copies of the game to raffle off and renting out a New York cat cafe. God, I didn't wow, think Wow, so he gave them... Games that cost him $30 at wholesale. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there you go. Live streaming gameplay for charity isn't new, but the residents of Stray quickly found uh, from cat lovers is unusual. Yes, because those people are nuts. It's all because of the cat poop. It's, you get the little plasto hit, hit, whatever the fuck it's called, and, yep. you know, it's the whole reason they get That's rats. That's why you shouldn't be changing that. a little box. It's creepy. It's actually kind of creepy with that stuff. Anyway, uh... It was a fourth, fourth most watched broadcast game on the day it was launched on Twitch. So, I think uh, the other reason. I think people just hit. want to make the stupid cat meow. Well, not only that, but uh, I think it's the reason. The reason a lot of other people came to be aware of it is because cats were actually watching and dogs. Those videos are just like Boston Terriers and cats and Labradors just sitting on the couch, just staring at the TV, watching these this this cat jump around and meow for hours. Well, according to this, and I'm going to get off this story pretty quick. That's what she said. I'm going to knock it onto the floor. Um, about 80% of the game's development team are cat owners and cat lovers, and a real-life orange stray as well as their own cats helped inspire the game, according to one creator. In a happy coincidence, the shelter had just set up a profit, a profile, I'm sorry, on the platform Tiltify, never heard of them, which player cha- player channel donations to the shelter smashing her initial goal of $200. So, uh, no, this is awesome. I'm glad to see this kind of stuff coming out. Next, there will be uh, Stray Dogs, I'm sure. And before we, we go on from that. Before we move on to the next story, this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast is brought to you by, well, Patreon and people like you. I feel like uh, the National Public Broadcast. 
If you want to support the things we do here over here at Digital 410, please head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com and click on the Patreon link. Like, sign up. It's a dollar a month. There's a couple other plans. We won't even go down that road. We just will be perfectly happy with the dollar a month plan. Sign up. We'll send you some stickers. Um, you have access to some exclusive content, which we got to get more of that up. Um, but also, you know, we used to talk a lot back when at computers was the sponsor of the digital 410 podcast but no longer because well they are no longer with us but that doesn't mean we don't want to express to you the importance of backing up your data and so you know you're concerned about ransomware malware viruses hard drive crashes etc be sure to back up your data which can be done very cheaply through iDrive you're looking at like $50 a year for like 5 terabytes was a, a shit ton of space and so if you head over to d-410.com or what'sinyourhead.com, click on that iDrive link and sign up for an account, and we will get a little love from iDrive for that. And also while you're there, um, Gordon, you know I have a mixed fitness bike, right? Isn't it now called something else? Yes, Beachbody, who owned and was the creator of P90X, bought out the software side, so they've partnered up with the people who make the bike. It's still called Mixed Fitness, but now it's Mixed Fitness by Body. But when you buy a mixed fitness bike, you got to have a heart rate monitor to synchronize with your equipment. And the particular heart rate monitor that came with the bike is by a company called Polar, which I had no previous experience with. Yeah, they are actually one of the premier heart rate monitor companies out there, and they have been for a long time. And that's fantastic. And so if you are wanting to maybe track your heart rate, maybe start trying to lose some weight, whether you want a, st a stepper, a heart rate monitor, a, tra a, a GPS tracker... You're wanting a way to digitally track yourself and your exercises, or perhaps you've gone down the intermediate route. You're looking for something a little more hardcore, a little more advanced. Head over to d-410.com or what'sinyourhead.com and click on the Polar link on our website and check out some of their fine products and select one that will help you achieve your goals in fitness and exercise. And last but not least, while you're on our website, go ahead and click on that link to take you to our YouTube channel, like, subscribe, and watch some of our videos, and you can help us that way. And it doesn't cost you a dime, quarter, a nickel, or a penny, or if we want to throw it back to the old days. But now back to Gordon and the news. Unfortunately, I shot my story load earlier in the broadcast. Oh, premature news finalization. Yep. So I am actually out of stories. This concludes the evening news, <laughs> and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. So for those of you who don't know, maybe haven't been around for a while, this is Mike No Use for Last Name. He is one of the two hosts from the Tackle Your Personal Best podcast here on the Digital 410 Network, which you can also find at d-410.com or coming here soon Mike has now registered a domain name and I just got to get time in my schedule to point it to his current website but with here within a week you can find that over at go ahead Mike tackleyourpersonalbest.com and so now you don't have to worry about subdomains and this and that why over at d-410.com go ahead and check out the other podcasts on the network and if you guys want to sponsor the show or maybe uh, get a podcast on the network, send us an email at info at d-410.com. But it's 1030, school starts tomorrow, and all of us got to get the ass crack of dawn. So from one parent to the other, I want to say thank you for all your continued support. And as always, we will see you here next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday, yep. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>